0: So, I'd like you to paint a picture with me. Imagine it's the first century you are in Jerusalem, Judea. You are part of a people who are overseen by Roman officials. You have just seen Jesus raise a man from the dead, and you're now in a crowd watching him go past on a donkey. We've learned through reading Lamentations over the past, past five weeks that the Jewish people had lived through invasions and exile, ending with a period of silence for 400 years. They had been attacked by the Assyrians and the Babylonians, and out of the 12 tribes, only Judah and Benjamin survived. The Jewish people were governed by the Roman Empire and still held on to the thought of a Messiah. A saviour, they wanted a saviour. So what the people wanted was clear. They wanted a revolution. They wanted someone that would bring them back into the glory days, conquer the surrounding empires and return them to a time when God felt so close. This is understandable and we can see that in our own world of nations being oppressed by others. The Jews believed that they were God's chosen people. And if God hadn't truly abandoned them, like it says at the end of Lamentations 5, then there was still a hope for a saviour. The people had heard of a man that performed miracles and wanted to find out more. Raising Lazarus from the dead, which happened just before this, wasn't a small act that stayed within the community. But we can see in verse 11 just before that the chief priest had heard about what Jesus had done. This news was climbing the ranks. Jesus was shaking the foundations of the hierarchy of society and giving people a message of good news. The people, and as we sung today, were calling out Hosanna to Jesus, which is a plea for salvation. They wanted a king who would form an army and overthrow the Romans. They were calling out not to be saved for their sins, but to be saved from their oppressors. They assumed that Jesus was going to do what they wanted him to do, but God had a bigger picture. They wanted Jesus to save their nation, but at the same time, Jesus was saving the whole of mankind. I wonder what our expectations of Jesus are, if there's any way that we limit Jesus in what he can do and what a saviour looks like to us. So the Bible, this book, you probably have one on your chair, you might want to pick it up and look at it. It shows us what God has done, it shows us what he's doing and what he is continuing to do. This means that our regular reading of God's word not only convicts us, helps keep us on his path, but also gives us a vision of his plan. And God scattered the Old Testament with prophecies of Jesus the Messiah, this coming saviour. We see in this passage that the disciples didn't understand these prophecies until Jesus has died and was raised to life. If we go back to the start of John's Gospel, just after Jesus turns water into wine, his first miracle. It says in chapter 2 verse 22, after he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. And this is the basically the exact same verse that you can see in chapter 12 verse 16. But they're still in the point where the disciples didn't understand. In verse 15, we can see Jesus further fulfilling scripture by riding on a donkey. And we understand that the language that is being used from our Lamentation study, daughter Zion, you might remember that from a few weeks ago, do not be afraid. This comes from Zechariah, who was writing from a post-exile point of view, so after the whole of Lamentations, after they have returned from exile, after the tribes of Judah and Benjamin were returned to Jerusalem. And I think this has so much more of an impact now that we understand that the, the trauma that that nation went through. See, your king is riding on a donkey, The Israelites had longed for a king because the king was part of the communication between the people and with God, like people in the Bible you might have heard of, like David and Saul. The king provided hope that God had not abandoned or forsaken them. A humble king on a donkey rather than a military leader on a horse. But the disciples didn't think, oh, yeah, that reminds me of what Zechariah said. They didn't see how the imagery linked together between the two. They understood that the Messiah was in front of them. But they didn't think about the scripture that was written about him. In chapter 11, just before, it says that the chief priest prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation, are not only for that nation but also for the scattered children of God to bring them together and make them one. The chief priests understood the impact that Jesus could make. They understood his power but the disciples still doubted. Once Jesus was raised from the dead they had the benefit of the doubt. They had the benefit of hindsight which we have today. And we can see the whole Story written out in our Bibles. But the disciples didn't lack understanding forever. The prophecies were revealed to the disciples through the Holy Spirit, and we have access to that as well. We too won't understand what God is doing if we aren't reading what's promised in the Bible, which is God breathed word. The Holy Spirit is our revealer. The Spirit is continuously working and convicting us and guiding us. If you feel like you don't understand parts of the Bible, pray about it and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal what it means. God wants to reveal Jesus, the Saviour, to you through the Bible. But whether we understand or not, we are called to worship the humble saviour who came in on a donkey. In the passage just before, we see that Jesus had a display of adoration by Mary pouring perfume at his feet. This was an intimate display of worship. And this complements the passage of Jesus riding in on a donkey with a large crowd worshipping, saying, Hosanna. Both were worship. One was from a deep relationship with Jesus. The other was from a crowd that saw him perform a miracle. The people were saying, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. And this comes from the Old Testament as well. It comes from Psalm 118, just after the psalmist talks about the rejected cornerstone, which we now know is Jesus. Jesus, the Saviour, was going into Jerusalem on a donkey to be rejected by mankind. The people were declaring that Jesus was the heir to the throne of Israel, which had been lost during invasion. The crowd was excited, and surely we should be getting alongside that and getting excited about Jesus as well. And their first reaction was to worship him. They had an expectation of Jesus, they had an expectation of a military minded king, but he surpassed all expectation. They believed in a savior, but had it so wrong as to what kind of savior he was. He was a humble saviour. So what are your own expectations of Jesus as a saviour? Maybe this week you'd like to read what it says in the Old Testament about Jesus. Read the prophecies. Because God multiplied what the people wanted, which he'd written before, so that we can worship forever.